K's, two A's in America. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's, America. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a bomb. Welcome to Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kuta 3X. Your other co-host is my esteemed colleague, world renowned, world renowned, locally known. That's not how you say this, man. No. <laughs> Teddy Riot and Gaden. Teddy and Nelly Riot and Goddess. World renowned, locally known, universally accepted. I said what I said. Nine out of ten dentists will not work him if they were. They would say, hey, this dude right here, his facts are better than your facts, and his opinions are better than your facts, and this nigga stay staying at Holiday Inn's Express. To be honest, what up, B? What's going on, man? Hey, you know, I think Baylor would get upset with you using his kind of thing. It is what it is. Okay. Well, I tell you what, Baylor's going to be really upset because I've been wanting to change my handle for quite some time, but out of respect, I have not. <laughs> I don't know how to approach him about it. Oh, yeah, I don't know how to approach him about it. <laughs> so until then, you know, my, my pseudonym will just be, my AKA will just be Kunta Hustle. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Anyway, B, how you been, man? I've uh, been doing well. Uh, the city is, is is back open here, so everybody's out and moving around. The, the shooting range I went to today, they're, they're back open. No more social distancing. Uh, <laughs> they doubled the Sorry. numbers. Yeah. I mean, it's an outdoor range, so it's pretty safe anyway. I would, it's it's safe-ish because it's outside. <laughs> it's outside. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, you know. Other than so, that, good. That's good to hear, man. Um, so normally, and this is a Memorial Day weekend that we're coming live and direct to the people today. Normally, we'd be watching, you know, a blockbuster movie. I don't know, some Avengers or some Marvel stuff. Or, I don't know, some DC stuff. Some blockbuster would be out right now. Maybe Fast, Fast and Furious. What all of them, including Tyrese. Something, we'd be watching something now. But you know what, be honest. When God takes away a movie blockbuster, you know what he gives us? Um, no idea. Nigga, these versus battles. Ah. Ah, did you watch that shit yesterday, man? Who was, who was yesterday? Bounty killer and beanie man. Oh, no, ah. no wonder I didn't hear about it. Uh, so, B. Yes. I was yesterday years old when I found out that I really don't know shit about dance hall. <laughs> or Beanie Man or Bounty Killer. <laughs> Bounty Hunter, whatever his name is. What's his name? Bounty Man, Killer or Bounty Hunter? Bounty, Bounty Killer. Bounty, Pick yeah. up. I think I know one Beanie they, Man song. They got hits with people, man, that are, you know we do know. <laughs> they got hits with people we know. Uh, but shit, man. Uh, I didn't understand a lot of that shit. I'm, that's not the right word. I wasn't, I was unaware of a lot of the shit they was playing. First off, you remember Beanie Man? I remember that one song, If I if I Could Be Your Man. Oh, I don't even remember that one, but okay. Is that, um, that him? Oh, come on. I man. don't know. Don't, don't do me like that. I, he had uh, Girls Dim Sugar. That's it. King of the King that's of the Dance Hall. Same song, Girls Dim Sugar. Oh, and it's probably another one I can't remember, but whatever. That's that's the three I had. I don't really fuck with Bounty Killer. Miss Kunta does, so I don't. I don't. You know. Again, when you say Kunta, what's 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 Jamaica dance hall? I'm like, do you, do you have any Wayne Runder? <laughs> Did you just play that one song? Got somebody. She is a yeah. That one. Um, yeah. But do you remember what Beanie Man used to look like? Uh, no. All right. Let's put it this way. 
He used to be big, now he used to be small, now he's big. He used to be skinny, now he's fat. B, when you are a man of a certain age, just some shit you can't wear. Right. Like the tight-fitted T-shirt, and you, you know, you apparently consume quite a few beers and other foods. You know, you got some some uh, some oxtail, some um, some Jamaican beer, some some uh, was it red flat stripe. tire, red stripe, red stripe, yeah, red stripe, man. That's the red stripe and the uh, and the oxtail, and and so yeah, man, he looked like a goddamn. Like McGrimmis. Nah, uh-uh. See, don't, no, nope. Rule, Jamaican rules are different than Negro rules in the United States. I've seen Jamaicans wear uh, fucking mesh t-shirts and be the coolest nigga in the hood. So uh, the rules for us aren't the, I mean, can you imagine what a mesh t-shirt looks like? Of course. 20, 2018, mesh t-shirt. Come on, man. Yes. That, that, that's Jamaican staple That's like You know how we get like Maybe like blue jeans And a white button up That's like a staple You have to You have mm-hmm. to have At least one white button up And some blue jeans Maybe some black shoes You have yeah, to have that. that shit You have to have they that They don't do that In Jamaica you gotta have A mesh t-shirt Well he wasn't wearing A mesh t-shirt He wore a regular Regular t-shirt That doesn't fit him anymore That's cause the rules but- Don't apply I guess so. He got He got uh, dragged Through these live uh, comments <laughs> Let me paint the scene B and, you know, friend of the show, French Reginald, you know, maybe one day you can weigh on this French, either in the Slack room, by going to rarescience.com and send an email, ask for interest in Slack, where you can talk with us all day, every day, or by commenting at rarescience.com about Black on Both Sides, leaving a review on Black on Both Sides on, on uh, iPods, Apple, Apple, uh, yeah, Apple iPods, uh, podcast, podcast, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, dang. <laughs> I knew there was an I somewhere. Somewhere. Anyhow. I digress. Uh, no so we go. In other words, we gonna need some third, some third ward. No, some third war, world. third world int people who are familiar with this shit to let us know if it's okay, if it's not okay. B. How are these versus battles supposed to go? What is the big ground rules for versus battle? What do the artists need to do? Have hits. Okay, yeah, that that not what I was looking for, but that's actually right. Okay, <laughs> um, but this, the logistics of this, what do the logistics look like? Uh, both, there's a few people who have fucked this up. <laughs> both people should be uh, well for it to be effective. Both people should be in front of a a well lit camera and should have some type of playing device that's not complex, just something easily can play their songs and move to the next one. Am I close? Yeah. Um, at this point in time, we have to apologize to Teddy Riley. You want to know why, B? Oh, God, what happened? Because Teddy Riley was half right. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. He was half right in his vision, B, that vision, quarterback vision, that vision, it was just a failed execution. Uh-huh. So, B, you know, if we if we are now, things are moving around, people are, are kind of opening up as they can safely. If we get out of the bunker down mindset, say, okay, well, we just got to take some temperatures before you come in, wear your mask. B, why can't the versus battles be concerts? Well, they can't because they're on Instagram. They need to be on YouTube. No. Oh. You don't, see, stay with me here. What did Teddy Riley have? How, how, what, what was Teddy trying to do? What did he have with him? No, he had a hype man and all kind of stuff. But what was the problem, B? Uh, Technical difficulties. Yeah. Why? Because it was too complex. But what if Teddy Riley and Babyface were in the same space? Bam. Okay. That makes sense. Because that's what the fuck Bonnie Killer and Beanie Man did. Why? So let me put this scene. So it looks like, B, have you ever been to a Jamaican dance hall? Have I ever been to a Jamaican dance hall? I'm not sure that how, how you're using that correctly. 
I don't know. I'm just asking. I assume that's what it is. <laughs> I'm not Jamaican, man. I don't. I no, went there once. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to a reggae club where they played dancehall. I'm not sure I've ever been to a dancehall. I mean, what? <laughs> well, I'd assume it looked kind of like a bingo hall. It might be, honestly. It might be the guys on up on one side and the girls on the other side, and then they just run and furiously fuck each other through their pants. They're closed. Yeah, we've seen this. Yeah, and people get you know get chiropractors on outside waiting and but massage tables, backflips um, off the ring rope onto the boom boom. Yeah, man. So I I assume that a Jamaican dance hall. Uh, so why else would be called dance hall music? They want a dance hall, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I assume it'd be like a multi-purpose building, kind of like a like a bingo <laughs> hall like, as well, like a legion. What's that? Uh, what's the name of that, that place? Is everywhere the the like the veterans run. I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, that place, yeah, yeah, like you know, he's like you know, on, on, at night it's a it's a gym. At, well, after from from ten p.m. <laughs> until <laughs> you got you know dance all shit, <laughs> but yeah. from 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 five thirty p.m. till about nine p.m. because you got to have give people time to break it down, set it up. You could be hearing some big, you could hear some bingo numbers being called. Our kids' so, birthday I mean, party. Okay, now that, yeah. Oh, well, B, bingo is big business. I bet. <laughs> You're not going to stop that bingo money, B, not even for a little bit. I got you. So, so, paying the scene here. So, Bounty Killer and Biniman Zagazal, or whatever he says, they're in a, uh, what I presume is a Jamaican dance hall. So, they got uh, Jamaican flags everywhere. Um, they've, it looks like a bounty killer has the top half of a suit and Beanie Man's were in the bottom half of the same suit. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, that's what it looks like to me, but you know, I'm not there. I wouldn't know. Right. Um, they've got some, a lot of, a lot of flyers up on the wall. Right. Gotta have flyers. You know, kind of like, you know, like we'll tell you what's going to be happening you know, next week and whatnot. Right. Um, I guarantee so, you neither one of those things are Beanie Man or Bounty Killer concerts. <laughs> Go ahead. Let me look. I got it up right now. Yeah, I can't read that shit. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, and then they got uh, somebody on the on the uh, the uh, modern DJ in the background. Now, Bounty Killer, Bounty Killer, and Beanie Man have microphones, and so they're playing their hits. And they're singing over the hits. And here's here's what they did that was also great. It was in and was out. It was in and was out. Give you a taste and you move on. Right. A taste and move on. Right. Get to the good part of the song and you move on. Right. It's not this shit where I'm gonna let it breathe. No, I don't No, nigga, it. you don't have to let this breathe. No breath. No. No, no breath. You know, if it gets good to you, don't mean it's good to everybody. You know, don't play all the lead up before it gets to your 16 bars. Don't do that shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, looking at you, Chris. Chris. Uh, anyway, so, um, so yeah, man. So it was, they would cut in each other. It was, a, it, it was, it was one hitter quitters, get in, get out. They were funny. Um, they were popping off jokes. They were laughing at each other. The cops came. Oh, wow. And the cops came. Beanie Man went, he dropped that. <laughs> Beanie Man, he dropped that shit. Beanie Man, he went from Beanie Man Zagazal to don't be that guy. 
Are you going to really be that guy? <laughs> we have we have hundreds of thousands of people watching, and you're going to be that guy. Affectation at like, its finest. Like, nigga, we hear you. Oh yeah, yeah, man. We're gonna keep oh, yeah, it going. Keep... <laughs> Don't be that guy. You gonna be that guy? Right. You're gonna be that guy. <laughs> you're gonna be that guy. You you that guy? You're gonna be. It was. It was. I don't know any police officer that you can, you know, tell. You want me to do what? No, I'm not doing that. Right. And you're able to get a whole other 45 minutes of unmolested time. Hey. Now, mind you, this is Jamaica, and I, you know, I assume third world third world country rules apply to where you just grease the appropriate palm and keep it moving. Maybe. Maybe, but you know, 45 minutes later, no cops. But uh, yeah, man. So I realized I don't know shit about dance hall yeah. at all. And there was like some, like you know, some star stars up in that bitch. And they got up to about four hundred and forty, four hundred fifty thousand listeners. That's about at or near what uh, uh, Erica Badu and uh, and Big Jilly Style got. So people like this shit, man. So Riri was in there. Oh wow, that tickled them to death. They spent a good two and a half minutes. Talking to Riri for her being there. Wow. Usain Bolt was in there. Like, really, where the fuck would he be? You got a versus on his <laughs> island. Well, we, what's he doing? Everyone uh, in Jamaica was there. You know, it's Swiss Beach. That don't really count because it's his shit. Um, All the Marleys. I didn't see Nair and Marley, to be honest with you. They, see, they're funny see, people. You doing what I thought. See, but uh, reggae and Jamaican dance hall. I don't believe we're the same shit. They're not, but Usain Bolt isn't reggae or dancehall. He was there. I'm just saying the Jamaicans. B, he's a goddamn national treasure. He's a Jamaican, and that's all they. That's all I'm saying. Why the fuck they not there? Why wasn't Lauren Hill paying attention for her baby dad and all that? Well, uh, they did do a Lauren Hill song. Beanie has one, I guess. I don't remember what that's it was. That's what I hate about some reggae is where they remake the American songs and they just do it way worse. And if it's already a bad song. Oh, no, that's song, not what it was. They actually had a song song, but I don't remember oh, what it was. Okay. Like when I heard it, I knew I knew it, but it didn't. But, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remember this. But clearly today I do not. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. So Andre, some a couple NBA players in there. Andre Drummond, some other people. They had some blue. I had a lot of blue check marks in there. Ashanti came in there. I thought Ashanti was from here though. I thought she's from New Jersey. But whatever, she was in there. Was that? I said, I don't know. Know where she from? Yeah, I just know she's single as fuck. <laughs> you know, when a woman turns a certain age and she look good, <laughs> and she she ain't got no kids, nobody know of, and she's single as fuck. That I tell you something right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to explain to you what I'll tell you. If you don't know, then, you know, you're just going to have to keep on living. But yeah, so, um, any event, Ashanti was in there. That's Ashanti, not Shanti of uh, Hip Hop Abs and Insanity fame. What? Uh, Who would have made that you know, Sh- mistake? Ashanti and Shanti. It sounds close. It's phonetic. Yeah, but nobody's checking for Shanti. Except, I guess, you because you got a gym. Maybe that's why. I, like, honestly, nobody else but you and a couple of the CrossFit geeks had any idea how you put that together. Like, I, mean, I need you to stop with the slander, for, okay. sir. First and foremost, Sean T has absolutely zero zip, zilch, negative, anything to do with CrossFit uh, <laughs> other than he's a fitness guy in, <laughs> you know, in the CrossFit broadest sense of the word. 50. 
He's 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 CrossFit times fifty. That dude is insane. No, no, he's not. He don't he don't use weights. The heaviest weight he picked up was a twenty five pound dumbbell. Uh, By the way, congrats to Sean T and his husband for their two kids. <laughs> I was about to say or a dick. That's how the heavy thing he picks up. <laughs> yeah, and their two kids. You know, Sean T is an interracial marriage. There's no way he uh, has so, two kids. Cut it out. So yeah, and so yeah, I guess they ordered uh, interracial twins, <laughs> and what do you know? They got those. Uh, Amazon not a joke. Prime. I'm just being Amazon Prime, uh, and the Corona can get you anything. I guess, man. And uh, just while we're in this space, also shout out to D Wade, who was twinning, twinning, twenty twin, twin, twinning with Zaya Wade. No, they, they did the, they did their hair similar. How he didn't have any hair, right? Or no, he does have the little the little shit locks. Uh, well, he unlocked them, and he, you know, he went pink. Zaya was kind of a blondish, pinkish, whatever. And then they did a little what? nice little TikTok. So, black fathers matter, B. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I'm saying. I mean, you know, black fathers get on the floor and play with their kids as opposed to just watching them play. I, I'm, I can, I can drive car. We can put the books together and make it look like those are roads and drive our little Hot Wheels cars through the box, you know. Or if you have a daughter, yeah, I'll sit down and have a tea party with you. But when you start dyeing your hair pink. Because you feel like TikToks. that validates your kid wanting to have pink hair. Come on, man. Anyway, I'm moving on. Anywho, so so it was a good battle, B. You know, the, the you know, the interesting thing was they had little technical difficulties, and probably because they were in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Uh it's funny, some of some of their their group were wearing masks and social distancing and some didn't give a fuck. B, I don't know. As I said earlier, I'm not a big dance hall guy and I think you said you weren't, but we do know that, you know, third world artists sometimes tend to spit quite a bit when they're spitting. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they can they can stay, you know, on healthy or as healthy as they came in. Right. But it was it was a good battle, man. I'm sh- I'm shocked they pulled in as many listeners as uh, Erica Badu and Big Jilly Style. Shocked. I would not have expected that. That is actually a surprise. Another thing, B, I don't know if you noticed, but Apple has officially on iTunes started making curated uh, playlists. They yeah. started with Nelly, with, uh, with Luda and Cornell, and they did the same thing for Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. I went back for the. Uh, Erica Badu versus Big Jilly style, and Apple hadn't done that. Yeah, they did. You know, they did. They absolutely did. It was bef- that, that was the first one actually. Wait, wait. Are you? I'm not saying there aren't playlists. No, no. Apple, Apple, Apple did it. I'll send it to you. I sh- I'll share it with you. I- yeah, shoot that to me because I I sure looked for that shit. I couldn't find it, and that was yesterday. I was it like, was oh. uh, what day? What day was the battle? Saturday. Was it a yeah, Saturday? It was Saturday. so Friday that that playlist got shared through. It came as a, a notification on my on my home screen. Apple sent it oh. to me directly, so I, that's how I knew about it. Okay, well, well, if you don't mind, shoot me a link later because sure. I've got to open my third eye. Anyway, so this versus was battle was a success. There weren't many technical difficulties. Uh, they, probably because they're in the same place using one same device. And I refuse to read that as um, these niggas didn't have a working, two working cell phones between them. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to read it as they're being goddamn innovators. Right. And they didn't want to wind up like uh, uh, Luda and, and Cornell again and get drug. Yeah. Um, by, by the way, are you seeing this uh, Spice Adams and Avion, uh, Avion Crockett? Uh, they, they, they mimic, they mock these things like literally 30 or 40 minutes after they happen. No, I haven't seen it. The comedian Avion Crockett and the comedian Spice Adams, man, their Nelly one was was fucking amazing. And so they did this one, but I didn't look at it because 
I can only take so much dance hall, B. Anyway, so that burst, that was last night's verses. And so, you know, that was, you know, it was what it was. Gonna let it breathe. Take a deep breath. Bam. Another versus Monday, Memorial Day. B, you know who it is? I haven't heard this one either. 112. One Tweezy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Versus Jagged Edge. Parties where you're at. Let me hear you say. Oh, oh. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, huh. what do you think, B? 112 versus Jagged Edge. Here's the thing, man. And I hate saying this out loud because as many. Them Atlanta boys? Many, as many, both were uh, from Atlanta, aren't they? Well, kind of. Atlanta and Alabama. As many of y'all know who've listened to the other shows, 910 Rolling Such, um, I managed Q Parker from 112 for a few years. Um, through some of his solo projects, and um, so you mean Q of Q, Mike Slim, and Duran? Yeah, Quintus, Quintus Parker. So um, I managed him for a while. So I, I have to have loyalty to one twelve as far as that goes. But if I was able to be candid, which I am with you guys, because you guys are our listeners, Jagged Edge got better songs to me. Ooh. Don't don't tell Q I said it. Well, B, you don't have to fucking worry about Q. You want to know why? He's not doing it? No, that nigga's been out. He got voted out. He got, the guy, he, he got Eddie Kane. Wait a minute. They, who voted him out? The, the group voted him out? He ain't, he's, he's took to Twitter. Dear 112 fans, thank you for all the outpouring of love and support. It is incredible. We appreciate how much you, you your heart and souls you have put, poured into our careers. We are simply, who's the we? So you got <clears throat> Quintus Parker and Deron Jones. Q, Mike, Slim, Deron. By the way, side note, back when I was going to school, there was this dude in the class beneath me. I used to call him 112 because he looked like Q, Mike, Slim, and Deron at the same damn time. <laughs> Keep it moving. So... Deron Jones and Quintus Parker. Mr. Parker? Mr. Parker. Quintus Parker are not going to participate in the verses because apparently they are no longer in 112. Wow. So back to what I was reading. So, wow. But unfortunately, we will not be participating in the upcoming verses with Jagged Edge due to an ongoing legal issue that is not settled. Okay. P.S. <laughs> P.S.B. It's on Twitter. From, uh, was it from, who's, who did this? Your boy, Quintus Parker. P.S. From our mouth to your hearts, Duran and I never quit 112, nor our fans. This is a fabricated lie, and it is not our narrative. In due time, you will receive the true narrative. Until then, we love you and thank you again for your continued support. Just a little 12 is all we need. So B, you didn't know this shit? I did not know that. When did this post? Um yesterday. Wow. Mm, see. I got so a, yesterday, it was either Friday or yesterday. I have a thousand theories in my head of why. And they're good. They're good reasons, but mm, goodness, I didn't know that it would ever come to that. So first things first, are you still biased? Uh, not at all. Now, fuck them. Okay, so so B, I got weird shit. I got depressing political shit, and I got Corona shit. So we gonna, you know, we ain't got to get to all of that because, quite frankly, I don't want to deal with that today. So B, what the fuck happened to your boy Q and Duran? How are they on the outs of the, one of the the greatest, the greatest 
uh, boy band, boy group up that was actually in Bad Boy Records and not borrowed from Uptown. Otherwise, can't nobody fuck with Jodeci. <laughs> I said what I said, B. Let's talk about 112. <laughs> Well, I, I, honestly, I don't want to speculate too too deep because it, you know. Be, there was, to be clear, I'm only asking you to address the one twelve part of what I just said. Right. Well, I don't want to speculate too deep because there there may be something that's that's like people got feelings about. But I would have assumed that Slim would have been the one who checked out because for a long time he was the one who did check out. Um, but I can tell you this: all of them can sing. But as far as talent level, I think that if you're talking about church, that's Mike. But if you're talking about R&B, that's Q and, and Duran. Duran played, he produced a lot of it. He wrote, Q writes a lot. So like um, a lot of the stuff that 112 did, Duran and Q were the, were the creative cattle, I mean the creative people behind it, whether that was the writing or the uh, production. So for them both but to But Slim was good to good to good to go solo. No, Slim, so fly. Slim. Slim was designated the best voice by Puffy because Puffy thought his voice was the most distinguishable, which is true. Mm. His voice is the most different. It's, it's not like any other body's voice who's out in the world. You know, so you hear Slim, you know Slim. You hear the other people's voices, you're not quite sure. It's not so, it's not, it's harder to define who they are because their voices are more classic. I think I remember Mike. Because you said church boy. Yeah, I think was, I remember. Yeah. Mike is real churchy, but I, but I mean, there are a lot of church singers who sound like him. Who sounds like Slim? Yeah. Very few people because he has that nasally, like there's a tone and you know it's him immediately. So, you know, that's a 112 record. But if you but if you listen to the backgrounds, you're always going to hear Q. That's, he's the lead background person because his harmonies are ridiculous, right? But it's like things like that. But the, the, the problem was, I think that Q and Deron... So before we continue, so are we going to call... Uh, Slim, the uh, David Ruffin of the group, just asking for a friend. Um, I don't, nah, I don't want to say that, but he, he, somewhere along the line, when they did all, you know, decide to stop work, because they were on Buff, Puffy's label, but then they also went to Universal. I don't know if you know that at the end of the career there. They had gone to Universal. Yeah. They left Universal. Slim went solo and did the So Fly song or whatever. He thought he was on top of the world. He didn't want to travel with the, the group no more. So they were actually traveling as just the other three. They were over in one hit. One hit. Yeah, one hit. One hit <laughs> with a nigga that wears a perm now as his regular, regular day-to-day hairstyle. Well, I'll, okay. tell you, I'll tell you this, though. Without Duran, especially Duran, and without Q, 112 to me is... is, is re- like, okay, Not 112. For, for instance, Jagged Edge, we all know that the twins are the people who you're going to look to for the singing and basically the identity of the group. The other niggas kind of just dance and chill and do whatever. But with I was today years old when apparently I'm I've been informed that those niggas in Jagged Edge wasn't two sets of twins, but okay. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> I thought that was their thing. Look, no. what's better than one pair of twins? Two. No, no, no. They're not. It's just one set of twins. But you see, wow, they, they, <laughs> seriously, B, I don't mean to. I don't mean to derail you, but that I, I legitimately thought that shit, man. All black folks are alike, right? Yeah, now their music seems less special because I mean, shit. Any you can find any four motherfuckers do it, but but two sets of twins. Damn. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's with Duran and Q being. You're just going group. over this, but I'm having a problem now. That's Shit, man. That's I got a whole thing. decade of my life that just misunderstood. All right, man. Yeah. So I, I, I'm quiet now. No, it's just that they toured for a long time without Slim because he felt like he was bigger than the group. And, you know, for that, for it to have flipped now, it, 
is amazing to me because I, I felt like the people who were trying to hold the group together more were Q and Duran. And so now for them to be out or have, not by choice, but out period is just wow. And I, and they'll never come back with another song. If, if another 112 sounding song, if Q and Duran are a part of it, I'll put it like that. Cause they are the sound of 112, except for the, the, the lead voice that you always just know. They are the they are the sound of one twelve as far as like the tone the character. B, what does it sound like that uh, Q and Duran are fighting over? Because they said a legal issue. You and I know what that means. Uh, it probably sounds like money, but you know I don't know anything about that. Do you have a homeboy? <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta, I gotta remain re- remain partial or neutral on that. I mean, um, I don't. I, All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Let's get to the music. So. Um, <laughs> That's how we do shit around here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, listeners out there, you know, King Kunta only know what I know. And, and being honest, I don't know what he know. But, you know, we do have a grip of homeboys who've lived a little bit. Anyway, so uh, let's get to the music. So off top, I could get to 10 hits with 112 if I just, you know, sat down and thought about it. Um, Peaches and Cream. Uh, Dance With Me. And I'm not even going. I'm from just, just going working backwards from, you know, the classic shit with with a uh, with a uh, big papa. Only you. Uh, you mean yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be missing you? Oh no, only you. I got you. Got you. Yeah, only you. Oh, that's shit, I forgot about that. I'll be missing you. you well, can go ahead and put they, that one. They got a Grammy on that one. That's why I said that one. Yeah. No, well, everybody knows one twelve. Cupid is the song though. Cupid's. That's the other one. That's to me between only you and Cupid. That's to me. Those are the they're they're two. Songs that most people, when you say one twelve, the deep connection is with one or either one or both of those songs. Ah, you already know. I think that was a bigger hit. You already know. Papa coming home. I think that was maybe See, a bigger like, hit. What, that's like six already, and we're not even. We're just going out the top of the dome. We can do it All anywhere. Right. We can do it anywhere. That one. So is- we can get to ten easily. Yeah. We ain't even got into into no beat, no uh, you know, no emo B sides. We're talking about hits, hits. Right. Um. Now, Jagged Edge. Okay. Party. Uh, party. Party's where you at. Oh. What's that? How does that one go? Uh, oh, hey, what a party! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get married. Yeah. The remix, which <laughs> yeah. is the better version of that song, it absolutely is. It's not even close. It's like, matter of fact, <laughs> I haven't seen Jagged Edge perform ever. Well, if they are performing now, because you know that one twin got in, you know, got in trouble, trouble, trouble. Um, but I guarantee they open up with the original for like you know a minute, and then that shit just rolls right into the remix because right. everybody knows that's the better. Everybody version. knows, yeah. <laughs> And if they're on the East Coast, Reverend Run might come out. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, um, did you say Let's Get Married already? Yeah. God damn, B. We're talking about the remix of Let's Get Married. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Promise? Walk Around Heaven. Walk, yeah, I Promise. Walk Around Heaven. No, what's it? I Promise. Was- yeah, baby, I Promise. No, no, no. There's something about Walking Around Heaven or some Walked shit. Walked Out of Heaven, I think was the name of it. Walked Out of Heaven. Yeah, that's five. See, so you can get another one. Uh, so I got to I gotta be... I gotta be the one. There you go. All right. So this is so this is evenly matched. And after that, if there's some B sides, okay. Okay. So no, this there's, is there's more hits, but yeah. Okay, give me another one. He can't love you. 
Oh shit, I forgot about that. Shit, this shit is even as fuck. Uh there were there were a few though, but uh, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. Yeah. Uh what you trying to do? That was a good one. Okay, all right. So this is some evenly matched shit. And so 112 had bad boy production. Let's put a pin in this. B, I don't think we really give bad boy records and Diddy enough flowers of what the fuck he did. What you mean? For from like ninety, he's got plenty of fucking flowers. What do you mean? But do, do we? We hmm. he's more looked at now as some eccentric dude who did some shit a long time ago, and he's just eccentric. Ah, I got you. Okay. Whereas that that motherfucker made made hits, hits. No, yeah, he was. He was the guy, and not just hits, hits. The production is baby booty, baby booty. Quincy Jones smooth ain't ain't a mistake on it. It's not it's not a mistake on it. Now, can you figure out exactly the sample? Yes, that's a whole other conversation. But just the hits, man, shit. Yeah. And even if you know the sample, to be able to match the sample up with your ta- with the talent you have to sing over, that's still you know that doesn't always work out. Right. I mean, shit. Even uh, Shine, uh, Rabbi Shine Poe, that uh, Bad Boys. Uh, over, over. I forgot. I forgot. Over another dance hall, niggas. So, I, what point of what I'm saying is, I don't believe Diddy and whoever his team is, because there, there is a team, um, get enough credit for for just the the production and the level of hits they churned out. And so, I just want to, I just want to give Diddy his flowers. Yeah. And we also have to thank Diddy for the remix. I do want to say you don't want to thank Diddy for the remix. No, he they invented the remix in that fact. In the way he's not he's not joking. In the way they did it, he invented it. Yeah, I mean, you had Jodeci had a song for all you young buckaroos out there. All you young bucks, still breast still smelling like Similac. You probably got it off of a song from Jodeci, and Jodeci had a song called "Come and Talk to Me." It was a nice yeah, song, harmony, and everything. Yeah, but then. There was an opportunity to be heard on MTV, be featured on MTV back when that shit used to play only music. Now I don't know if it if it if it had been made before that or was debuted on that. I mean, if it was debuted on that as as the place to debut it, or if it already been out before that. B, do you remember? Don't remember. Anyway, on uh, MTV, I don't know how the late great Andre Harrell did this, but it was called uh, what was it called uh, a night with Uptown Records. And so they rolled everybody out. And Josie got up there. And all of a sudden, like, wait a minute. What's this song? And you heard Come and Talk to Me. And it was the remix. P. Diddy invented the remix. A different song completely and a better one. A different and better song with many of the same elements of the original song. From the same damn person or group or team that had the original song. The remix... In my opinion, the remix was always a place where you could get funky with it. So if you made a hit that was just commercial and watered down, the remix, you got to have some different shit. You got to have some different shit. Yeah. B, what's some of your favorite? What's one of your favorite remixes? <sighs> I need a girl remix. Ooh. That's a good one. That Ooh. is a good one. I can't remember which one was which. Now that's that's how great the remix was. That like I can't even remember which stars were on the remix <laughs> compared to the original. I need a girl to ride Usher? No. Shit. No. That's Usher the original. Was, Usher was the original. That's what I'm saying. 
But he was in the video for the remix still there. So he, he might have been genuine. in the remix too. He might have been in the remix. Genuine <laughs> was, on the, was genuine. Oh, no. Mario Winans. Mario Winans, yeah. It was hey, it was and, it was dope. I know that. And it's a, it's a different damn song. It is a elements song. of the other song, but it's a different damn song. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite one. Completely different vibe. Uh Robert has a lot of nice remixes, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Robert's gonna need a versus, but I hear he's unavailable. Anyway, <laughs> he'll be on the phone. Hey man, play that uh song. Um, if you're looking at the screen right now, I'm scrolling up. Mm. Yeah, from prison over the phone. Yeah. So, matter of fact, because black on both sides cannot have a single nan episode if we don't talk about Antonio Brown or Robert Kelly. Uh, but. Wait a minute. Are we done with, are we that, done with verses yet? I need. There's something else I want. No. To, okay. No, no, we're not done with it. What I'm, what I'm saying is that. Um, remember that thing we did about Eric Badu. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out who would be the verses for her. Right. And then we got to that whole conclusion. Like shit. She needs a whole other whole other as category. Right. Because just off strength of catalog alone. Yeah, that's kind of the same shit about Robert. Who are you gonna put up against Robert B? Ooh, against Robert. Let me see here. Let's let's put a pin in that. And we'll come back to it. Finish finish what you had had in mind about uh one twelve and jagged edge. Uh, give you, so we already figured out they have enough hits to go against each other. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a good battle. I think that the um the distinction here is that one twelve was more suited for the ladies, and jagged edge was more. For the guys, like I, I would rarely ever sing a 112 song before I would sing, an exception to Cupid. Bullshit! Huh? You said bullshit? You, might, you might say you never sing it out in front of people, but you in that car. Yes, you. Yes, the fuck. I'm not gonna let you lie to the people, B. I'm not gonna sit. You're not gonna do this to me, B. You know all the goddamn words. I do know the to, words to Cupid. So I don't, do, don't stop. I said an exception to Cupid, but the, most of them are like very sexual, and it's like weird for a, to me a weird for a guy to sing that. I don't know, but but um. Jagged Edge was more like, and I don't even know what I'm talking about because they they sung two women, but I don't know. It's just something about them was a little softer, where Jagged Edge was more rugged. So they were closer to Jodeci, actually, who is your favorite oh, R&B group of all time. So, so you gonna hate because some niggas decided to spend their off time at the gym, <laughs> and the other niggas decided not to do that. Oh, I see what it is. I see what it is. That's that's all I want. That's all I want to say. Clearly, <laughs> one group has somebody named Slim in the group. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, B. I see right through this shit. Yes. One, uh, uh, Jagged Edge, all them niggas work out. They do cardio. They lift heavy and all that shit. <laughs> but look, if we were to have a battle between between talent, 112 would beat Jagged Edge up and down, left and right, back and forth, all all day, every day. They just, they're just much better. 112 is much better singers. They're much better producers. They're, the, the quality of their, of their output is just much better. So if we're talking about talent. I was about to say something, and I was going to say, oh, I know you're about to correct my ass, but to me, I feel like more stuff needed to be done with Jagged Edge's vocals. Absolutely. Their songs, period. Absolutely. There were, there were a lot of people involved in the process of making a Jagged Edge record compared to what was necessary to bring in from outside for the 112 productions. So that's what I'm saying. 112 like 112's issue was, do you got a song or you don't got a song? Does right. the lyric make sense or it don't make sense? And then go ahead and get in and sing it. 
They sang. With Jagged Edge, I feel like they had to, you know, had to mix here and auto tune there. And, and they, couldn't, they, couldn't go very, they couldn't go outside of their comfort zone far at all. Whereas 112 could sing on a record and like, whoa, like I didn't even know that. Actually, I don't recall any of them niggas in Jagged Edge showing any range. No, that's what I'm saying. The songs are just more nigga songs. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I think I gravitated towards them. But 112 talent wise is completely, it's, it's ridiculously different. It's not even close. Yeah. Not even close. So, uh, so I, I, you know, I can't wait for that shit. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Uh, I don't have a time for you guys yet. Actually, I'll go ahead and look it up. While I'm doing that, B, you tell me who was a, uh, if you thought of anybody that could go up against uh, Robert Kelly. Well, I, I actually wanted to talk about something else if we have time. Have you heard about Kaya and um, Trina? Why you want to do that? Did you hear? I got. <laughs> did you hear about this? Why do you want to do that? Did you hear about this craziness? King why do you want to? Why do you want to give life to this? B? What do you this mean? This is exactly. This is exactly what Kia, Kaya, whatever. This is exactly what she wants. She, she wants her name. Deser- she deserves it. It's funny. You don't think that what she said was funny? You don't think anything she was no, saying nigga. was funny? <laughs> It's a B. Huh? We've said at every time we talk about this shit, we say at least. 10 hits. Don't we say that? I'm talking about the countryness that this woman has coming out of her face. Okay, we, yes, we can have that conversation, sure. She I'm can't ever be in the verses before I kill a motherfucker because I'm saying I still this. don't understand Southpuss. So make it make sense to me. What are you having a hard time getting off of? The powder, the pussy lips, trick dick that you rolled in on? Because bitch, wouldn't nobody know, know you if it wasn't for TWD because you ain't been shit Southpuss and you ain't had not man hit. Uh-uh. So where's you getting all this throne and queen and crown shit from? Gag order, let's talk about it all. Now I know you still mourning the death of your man and you still grieving. So I'm going to let you have your little burst of confusion and, and let you slide when you act like you don't know a bitch and you you ain't going to dress a bitch, but you sat up there and talked about a bitch for 30 goddamn minutes. Bitch, you know you don't want none of me. Let's talk about the motherfucking order. Talking about diamond princess, bitch, you pawned all your diamonds a long time ago, ho. You don't own nothing but HIV and the HIV medications because that's the only thing you ever had was dick and diseases up your ass, bitch. We the people want to know who playing your shit, sour puss, who repacking your shit bad as fast as hell, who's sampling your hits, slinky neck, bitch, queen of fucking five or six best friends, who, who you writing for? Flopping whore. We, we the people want to know. Flopping princess. Who is checking for you? Katrina Sauer pussy goddamn harbor. We'll wait. We got time. We home on quarantine, bitch. We can check the numbers. And bitch, I outrun you each and every motherfucking time. I- okay. I, we can't listen to all four or five minutes of that. Why, 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 why do you continue <laughs> to use this platform? <laughs> To give to people who, like amethyst who don't deserve, they just black on both sides. First and foremost, a lot of things Kia said, Kaya, Kia, whatever, neck and her back, uh, was was not nice. Right. Uh, secondly, <laughs> is not nice. Um, uh, Trina does have hits, plural hits, hits. What are hits though? Nan, nigga, what else? Move over that ass too fast. Move, move, okay, move over that ass too fast. That's two. What else? That's another one. So three. Uh, we're, we're, let's say at the very, very, very most four hits or five hits. But I don't think that any of those songs are as big as my neck, my back, lick my pussy, and my crack. She may um, be a one-hit wonder, but I don't think any of Trina's songs are bigger than that song. Okay. Um, Am I wrong? 
Nigga, I'm trying to look up Venus hits. <laughs> <laughs> from a from a standpoint of reach, from a the stand- baddest bitch, isn't that a song? Yeah, but who cares? Ba- who cares? That's not a, that's not a hit. Come on. We're talking about all right, man. We're talking about standout hits where you're like, oh man, I got to go get that Trina album. None. But I bet you a lot of people bought that Kaya album just because of my neck, my back. And they had to throw that shit away. <laughs> yes, they did. But look, though, here's my thing, right? Kaya had, is, is a awful, awful rapper. Like, nobody has ever said, man, I want to rap just like Kaya when I grow up. But she had that one song that played everywhere. White people, black people, Arabs, whatever. They're playing that shit. They're laughing. It's hilarious. It was more it's funny. So, it was more funny than it was good. That's how one-hit wonders work, man. I understand. But here's what I'm saying, That's though. it. That's what they make. The be a one-hit wonder means your shit was so popular, no one will accept anything else from you. Yes, but... In recent days, Kaya has reinvented herself as somewhat of a uh, ghetto hood oracle, uh, soothsayer, shaman. She talks to these ghetto bitches and they listen to her for whatever reason that is. She's re- See, that's, that's what happens when you on fucking smoking bunk. Weed and cocaine. <laughs> you want to go back in the past, see some of our previous episodes, understand that, and listen to Erica Badu with no, with no fucking guide rails. Right. You start thinking you know shit. <laughs> you gonna start finding people you a little bit smarter. The next thing you know, you got an idiot leading the blind leading the goddamn blind. Yes, but for some reason, they are going to her page and they're listening to what. So now she's wrapping her head. She's talking about herbs and spices and shit. I get it. She's more popular than Trina is now. I don't know what the hell Trina's doing, honestly. So, I think that it's... Whatever she's doing, she's doing with a fat ass. I tell you that right there, boy. But, but what's funny, though, is that Kaya thought they should go hit-for-hit hit battle in a versus. That is hilarious. Maybe it's the wrong platform, Kaya. I think you should continue doing... Maybe? Yeah, maybe you should continue doing whatever this new thing is that you're doing. Just kind of stay in that lane. But... I, I think somebody should tell Miss Badu that this is happening. This is like when, when niggas listen to Tupac and they just go out and they're, uh, go out in there and their neighborhood just, just starts shooting up shit, screaming thug life. It's like, you can't... Right. Everybody <laughs> can't get a little... I mean, you gotta... You gotta ask somebody. If you, you know, ask yourself, does this sound okay? Should I should I bounce this off somebody? You gotta have a have a group of people to, that will tell you the truth and not just... A sounding board, B. Right. Kaya has no sounding board and she's talking to some bitches that ain't got no sounding board and it seems like a whole bunch of bitches gonna be let. I, I know, I know my answer. Back. I know my answer, right? But let's say you and Kaya went on a date, and she, she, had, she, had, you didn't know it was Kaya, Kaya. You just thought it was some chick named Kaya. She said Kia, so you thought it was Makia or whatever. You get to the date, and she's all dressed up like Erica Badu or whatever. At the beginning of the date, you're like, "There's no way I'm fucking this," but she looked musty. Ten tequilas in. Would she you still look musty? Would you buy do that? Would it, would it would it look more mystical or no? Still no. Of course, things tequila's in. What the fuck? But that's not even. Is that a real question? <laughs> B, you and I are men of a certain age. We don't got shit to hide. That's not. That's that's a dumb question. <laughs> a better question: be, Hey, man, you're not all the way sure if this if this is dude if this if this bitch is a man or not. You got t- t- ten to twelve tequilas. You going you going you know you you going to try to see what's under there. That's a better question. You got to no, ask a second woman, opinion. Yeah, she's a she's a woman, and you know we sitting there, and I I've sat there long enough to have ten and twelve shots, so you know she must ain't pissed me off too bad. The point is, at the end of it, does it matter? It was Erica Badu by twelve tequilas. It's all about perception. You guys have been trying to tell me perception. Oh, hell, fucking yes, it matters. You get done with you get done with fucking Kaya. You could keep like me to go see your primary health care provider. Video. You get done having sex with 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 Erica Badu. You know all of the things in the history of everything. 
Well, you can't do that right now then because if you did it right now, you'd have to see your primary health provider on video, on a, a, a phone chat program. Again, with Kaya. With Kaya, you know, it might, it's probably not going to go well. Right. Uh, matter of fact, you probably have to start dating people on a special website for people who have the shit you got. Um, so anyway, R&B, I mean uh, uh, R. Kelly. So here's the thing, right? Wait, wait, before you go to R. Kelly, so why we were talking... While you were while you were giving away our platform to undeserved people again, <laughs> I fucked around and I looked up one twelve because I was trying to find out when the battle was. The battle is going to be tomorrow, May Monday, May twenty fifth. Instagram Live at eight p.m. Eastern time. Now I'm not sure if that's going to be on their respective official sites or if it's going to be on Versus TV like the, the Bounty Killer Beanie Man thing was because I kind of think that maybe uh, JD, not JD, uh, Timberland and uh, and Swiss Beats kind of got tired of people fucking it up. So maybe they tried to secure an actual channel through Instagram. Don't know. But tomorrow, May 25th, Memorial Day, 8 p.m., so the battle's supposed to go on. Put a pin in that. So B? Yes, sir. I'm looking at, I'm looking at 112-2020. Um, so Slim B have you, have you seen a picture of Slim lately? Uh, I have not seen a picture of Slim lately You know how uh, um, Remember the wrestler Zeus Debo from Friday? Yeah You know his nickname's Tiny Earl Tiny Lusters Right Yeah so That's what Slim looks, na- looks like now like the word slim is just a funny opposite of what you actually are. Right. So slim is fat and he looks swollen, doesn't he? Like his eyes this, and everything. This nigga look like a goddamn big toe. <clears throat> yeah. This nigga look like he, he got diabetes right now. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I've seen Pew recently and he looks like he's 27 still. Yeah, no, not this nigga. This nigga look like, look like he done, he's done, done all the cocaine. <laughs> All of it <laughs> looks like he, he looks like he tried to take up that Bobby Brown recipe and using cocaine to fry up some chicken. That's what it looks like. He tried it, tried it, delicious. Um, now I'm looking at another dude. None of these niggas look like 112B. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I know what a 112 looks like, and I don't reckon. Yeah, this is worse than your your group. Uh, um, that your group with uh with with uh fucking uh Drew your Hill. favorite group, Drew Hill? Yeah, yes. Yeah, when they replaced uh Cisco with that dude, the other guy, I don't even know his name. Yeah, I stopped listening. He's still in the he's still in the group. Yeah, I stopped listening. In. Yeah, so it's worse than that. I'm just looking. Hold on a second, B. I don't. I think. Okay, so. So one of the so it's two of the original members. Okay, I didn't know that. He that nigga just decided not to shave and look like he sells. He looked like the neighborhood weed man. Okay, and then and then there's Q. No, there's Slim and Slim is fat as fuck. Okay. <laughs> like looking at Slim, it's like when you look at pictures of Martin right now. You know, you see yeah, Martin. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's it's exactly like, what I thought. It's like shit, man. It's like, nigga, you got too much money. Let yourself go all the way like this. Yeah, just like this. Pickled. Yeah, face. man. Yeah, I hope these niggas are just pressing play and not trying to perform. But the way they look at in this picture, I hope not. 
I can see some niggas trying to perform. I can see some spins and some slide outs and all of that shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, R. Kelly, man, all who you right. got? Okay. So here's the thing, right? What What's interesting about this R. Kelly guy is that I don't know, you know, how how old our listeners are, but in the back in the day, R. Kelly tried to replace a guy. His whole career was basically based don't on do that. was based don't on whooping it. somebody's ass. What? It, that's the truth, though. Okay. Aaron Hall was the R. Kelly before R. Nigga. Kelly. What? How you gonna disrespect? <laughs> what? All right, fine. It's fine, the truth. Fine. It's not. This is not new knowledge. Nothing I'm about to say is new knowledge. Aaron Hall basically was R. Kelly before R. Kelly. R. Kelly was just a more talented Aaron Hall. So R. Kelly... Well, nigga, King Griffey, King Griffey Sr. was a damn good baseball, but that motherfucker wasn't King Griffey Jr. now, was he? <laughs> but hold on, man. R. Kelly came in and destroyed Aaron Hall. I'm trying to just tell you where R. Kelly stands in... Nigga, Barry Bond Sr. was a good-ass best baseball player, but he wasn't a GOAT. Okay, fine. So anyway, R. Kelly whooped Aaron Hall's ass and basically took his look to, took his whole entire his look, look and everything and, and and dismissed him to obscurity. Right. So he then, had that 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 beard that you got to draw on. That's right. how, that shit was. Did you ever try to get one of those one of those? B? No, but I, but Jay Smooth did. Yeah, I, that I shit pictures. lasts a day. <laughs> Not even a whole ass day. Pillow. Yeah, the whole ass day. And you wake up. Oh shit. Okay, I'm sorry. So R. Kelly. Yeah, it was the superior. Performer between he and Aaron Hall. Then R. Kelly uh, ended up being signed on the same label as uh, Joe. You, are you familiar with Joe? Joe, I think his last name is Thomas. Who's talking to you? Am I familiar with Joe? I don't know who you listen to, man. You got to just go with me, man. Yes, say yes. Yes, okay. I'm familiar with Joe. Joe is one of my favorite singers of all time. But anyway, um, label mate Joe and uh, R. Kelly are in the rumor mill because. R. Kelly was uh, rumored to be paying radio stations to not play Joe, even though he wrote songs for Joe. Rumor is in air quotes, by the way. Yeah, because it's, it's a very strong rumor. I mean, like... B don't know, but he got a homeboy. Yeah, so it's a very strong... Don't ask B, he wouldn't know, yeah. So basically, R. Kelly uh, destroyed someone's career. Even still, Joe is still one of the one of the more successful R&B male artists of all time. Um, but his career got slighted because of R. Kelly. So, I mean, I'm just trying to give you a, a paint a picture of who R. Kelly is as far as the savagery of who he is as an artist. Um, a few years later, a guy named Trey Songs from Virginia uh, came out with a Just Gotta Make It album, and he was saying he's going to be the R. Kelly killer. You remember that, King Kunta? Yeah. He was going to be the R. Kelly killer, and he didn't want to He didn't want to play no games. And I mean, I don't think he did it. He wasn't even successful in doing it. Trey Songz has become a big artist, a huge artist, but I don't think he ever did what what R. Kelly did to he, Aaron Hall. But he was the last non auto tune R and B person, I think. Okay, but I, but my, the the point I want to make is though that he was not able to capsize the boat that is R. Kelly, the ship, the vessel that is R. Kelly. So I just wanted you to know what type of killer we're dealing with here when we're talking about who's going to go against him. Because the reason why I wanted to, to preface it with that was because the person who goes against R. Kelly is going to have to be somebody of sensational talent and probably more popular and famous and talented than R. Kelly, which is very difficult to do. So the person I'm going to go with, and this is why I had to preface with this because the person I'm going to say, you're like, what is Usher? I don't think anybody can go against R. Kelly but Usher. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's it. That's the one. Though Usher doesn't. Well, I don't think Usher's songwriting. Like, 
Robert can build a song off of listening to having his having off of going on his back porch and uh, and and listening to nature. That right. motherfucker is going to come up with a melody. He might not have no words. You know, he might tap his foot on something, and then some that turns into something else. So that's some Michael Jackson shit, right? I don't, I don't, I've never heard of. Uh, be one of you, you or your homeboy would have a better, be in better position. I mean, so I've never heard of Usher having that talent. No. Matter of fact, all I know about Usher is that he can sing and dance. I don't even know if he writes most of the shit. I have no idea. No, he doesn't. But we're talking about the hits. I thought and we're talking about the the, so the, it, the weight of music. Weight of music. God damn it, B. You're right. Your opinions are better than most people's facts. That's that's that would be that's the only one I can think of. So I was gonna say I was getting ready to say nobody. Yeah, there's that's there's, alive. There's, but you, but yeah, but because he's a killer. R. Kelly is a killer. He can do. I believe I can fly, and then have do when a woman's fed up, and then do some hood in your jeep. You remind me of my jeep shit. Like he can do anything. He is a Swiss Army knife of R and B. It's very, I am not going to listen to Robert Kelly's music today. You're going to have to because that shit is. No, I'm him. not. That's something I definitely am not going to do because <laughs> that's wrong, and I'm not going to line a predator's pockets like that. <laughs> that's what I'm not going to do. He can do all of that though, and do it well. Because you know, if we're just talking about remixes, I mean, <laughs> did he invent the remix? Boy, if R. Kelly wasn't the king of the remix, I don't know what to tell you. What? Whenever, whenever Robert Kelly would drop a song, he would just rub your hands together. No, you waiting on because this is my remix, baby. Man, he's like, well, I can't get that remix, man. Yeah. Shit, that bump and grind. I don't say nothing. Yeah, remix. That's what I'm saying. Like he was, R. Kelly was the new key sweat for a while. That 12 play era, he was the new key sweat. All you know, sex tape music. The new key sweat. Shit. Shit. The new key sweat. What you mean? Key, I, I wish he might. Look, I don't condone any of the things that Robert Kelly has done. They're disgusting. But I ain't stopped listening to Michael Jackson either. <laughs> and anyone else out there who might be offended by this, I hope you stop listening to Prince too. To be a, a, a genius like that means there's going to be something in, incredibly fucked up. That's kind of how it goes. Um, it's just how it is. And, you know, R. Kelly, had he come up 30 years earlier, he wouldn't be in prison right now. And if it were, if it, if he were 30, if it were 30 years earlier, I would have already had the person to pick. It would have been um, R. Kelly versus Lionel Richie if it were 30 years earlier. Yeah. Elvis Presley married a 13-year-old or 15, 15, 13. <laughs> I forgot. Fuck? David Bowie, same shit. Uh, the fucking uh, Rolling Stones. Oh, you're talking about from a sexual place. I thought I was talking about mm-hmm. from a music. Oh God. I'm no, sorry. I'm talking about. I'm connecting it now. All time entertainers who've done some fucked up sex shit right. and were able to skate. Right. You know. Um, anyway, any event, Usher is the right one. That's the matchup. Um. B, can you give me five or seven more good minutes before we get up out of here? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's so I agree with B here. If Robert Kelly could call in from the Cook County Correctional Facilities and get a line 
on versus if we get Usher Raymond. Now that would be that would be a party. That would be a nonstop party. As a matter of fact, that party might go on and on and on. Because we know for a fact Robert's got nothing to do other than wash draws. Um Yeah. So we'd be remiss. You know, we could talk about coronavirus. We're not gonna do that. You guys watch the news. Uh as we record right now, this uh he's gonna say allegedly, but there's uh, CNN is showing 97,679 deaths. Alleged. Um, <laughs> that hydrochloroquine stuff that Trump's taking preventatively, uh, his own administration um, has submitted a study that it actually uh, killed people that it was given to when they had coronavirus symptoms. And so don't take that. Um, so they the actually, South, let's wait. So they blame the hydrochloroquine and not COVID because they've been blaming COVID for everything. Stump, uh, ingrown no, toenail, it's a COVID. higher, it's a higher death rate once the hydrochloroquine was administered. Oh, okay. That makes so sense. So in other words, no efficacy at all. Um, like particularly if people already have it. And of course, Trump is, says he's taking it preventively. I would like to see you know, the way they got those stats because if you're saying that they already had COVID and then the hydrochloroquine made them die, and I, that come on, we're, we're just that's not made them die. It's it's didn't help and perhaps exa- exacerbate it than the individuals that were given it. I, I, what they're saying is, and feel free to Google this out there, uh, listeners. That uh, it's a study. It might be the FDA. I'm not sure, but it's definitely in the administrative branch. Patients who were given administered hydrochloroquine over time showed a higher mortality rate than patients that were not giving it given it after confirmed coronavirus. Do we have enough of cases to, to, to verify that though? It seems, it seems a to little bit short no. You're right. This is, the only th- this is the only thing we know about coronavirus. We know one, if you stay your ass home, you might not get it. Two, if you, if you don't stay your ass home, you stay away from people, you might not get it. Three, you may have it, don't know you had it. If you wear a mask, you can't give it to everybody else. Right. Those are really the only three things that we know. Yeah. But America said, fuck all that. <laughs> Hot girl summer. B, I don't know if you saw this, but spikes in the South. Our, our homeboys at the Shoot from the Hip show, Reese and Montoya's, Houston, Houston's having a spike right damn now. Uh, and I got a your pro- boy, I got a problem. Pat Ewing got to Rona. Who got who? Who? Who's the boy? Patrick Ewing, man. Oh wow! I said this in this like like the other day. Yeah, Pat Ewing got it. Oh wow! And he's in the hospital, so you know we'll Speak, see. Speaking of Jamaicans, he's a Jamaican. Oh, that's right. He was not in the live, but now we know why. Um, <laughs> well, he wasn't being factual. Yeah. I didn't say he was on a respirator or anything, or you know, or he's being intimated. I just he's in the hospital. I don't even right. know what's actually you. Right. Um, so you know, so Trump said he's not wearing a mask when he visit, when he's going to go visit the Ford facility. And he came out and he said, "Did you not wear a mask?" Because Ford had a policy: no one enters the facility without a mask. And Trump said, yes, I wore a mask back there, but I'm not wearing out here because I don't give the media the satisfaction of seeing me in a mask. B, I do have a picture of Trump in that mask. So at least he did put it on. (laughs) Despite the fact he didn't want the media to know he put it on. Because I told you, B, that most scientists and doctors agree there's really only uh, two or three things that we know about coronavirus. If you stay your ass home, you may not get it. If you go outside and around people and you, and, you, and you keep your distance from those people, you may not get it. And in, if you got it, or you're not sure if you got it, or if you try not to give it to somebody else, get it from somebody else, you might you should wear a mask. 
Those three things. Stay, stay your ass to yourself. If you're around people, keep your distance. And if you can't do one and two, wear a mask because hell, you might have the shit and you know, you're most uh, contagious when you have it and no symptoms. So science, medicine, most doctors agree to those three things are the only three things we kind of think we know about COVID-19. Uh, so Trump easily could, uh, could get everyone wearing masks. Instead, he uh, wants to make it a political statement and a lot of his supporters view it as a uh, you know, as lack of freedom or whatnot. And you've got Republican governors, one in South Dakota, I want to say, saying, hey, uh, no, please, please, ma'am, and please, sir, wear your mask. We're almost out of ICU capacity. So that's spiking. We're we're getting spikes. Uh, Brazil's digging mass graves. Did you see any of that on the news? I did. I don't watch the news anymore. Literally mass graves. And Brazil's president kind of went full Trump. He was like, nah, man, this is bullshit. Nah, nah, I'm good. He won't wear a mask either. We're good. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, all over uh, the world, this is happening. B, I'm looking at a live photo of Daytona Beach, Florida right now. And you know what it looks like? Uh, what's a live photo? A live video, oh, okay. asshole. No, I just I'm, I thought there was something new because technology. So I thought it was something. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a live video of dates on the beach. Is you it? Know, I'd be waiting for you to correct me on important shit when I'm missing. When I go back and listen to the episode because I'm a narcissist. It's like, man, why did you correct me on that shit? This is not one of those. You know what I meant? That's yeah, not- I'm looking at a live video of, of Daytona Beach, and B, you want me to tell you what it looks like from from my eyes? What it looks like? It's got to be uh, packed. Looks like the goddamn freak Nick. Yeah, it's packed as shit. It's still daytime there. And you know the big problem about this? Black people. Of course. Daytona's a black beach. Black people everywhere as if none of, none of them, not none, none of them knows that the death rate is, is inappropriately hitting black and brown communities. Why? It's not, it's not a mystery. Why? Of course it would. Because of course it would. That's why. This one nigga just throwing cash out everywhere. Might be someone, one of them SoundCloud rappers. No, he wouldn't because he got money. Um, <laughs> it's not a joke, people. You know, uh, all of this flattening the curve, that assumed, you know, people would not lose their minds and shit. And that clearly is happening. Um, you know, the second round may not wait till winter, but winter is coming. Mm. We're going to see what's going to happen. But but right before I get up out of here, B, that's not really what I want to talk about is uh, we asked about Joe Biden. B, did you hear about that shit? Um, yes, I did hear about this ridiculous man. Now, here's the first thing I want to say. To all future presidential candidates out there, whether you've got the primary nomination or you're in the process of or you're just starting, nothing good ever happens from your appearance on The Breakfast Club. Let's go back. <laughs> Kamala Harris, she was on The Breakfast Club. What did she say? She says, I used to smoke weed yep. while listening to Tupac. Yep. Wait a minute, bitch, I don't. Wait, 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 hold on, wait. Wait, don't me. No, you wouldn't have been in college or law school. Two- wait, wait, what? Hillary Clinton, I too have hot sauce in my bag. Yeah. You know who did go in The Breakfast Club? Uh, President Barack Obama, I'm Charlemagne the who? 
supposed to be with Wendy Williams. Oh, fuck no, man. No. no. Shit, man, we're going to be Oprah. You oh. said used to be with Wendy Williams. That's funny. Yeah, man, no. <laughs> On a morning radio show. Well, oh, sorry, man. Um, Joe, you go talk to him. Right. Remember what I said? You can't use the N-word outside. <laughs> it's the you and me thing. Pinky swear, Joe. Oh, um, this guy. So Joe Biden <sighs> said something that is, I believe, me, myself, people who vote, um, people who understand what a two-party system looks like, people who understand that we have a two-party system, and Gone, Gone, Gone has a two-party system. And if you don't like there being a two-party system, and you think you abstaining from it is going to change a two-party system, well, you're wrong. You're just fucking wrong. So we, yeah. ha- we have a two-party system. You know, it's like red light, green light. Yes or no. It's binary. One or the other. The only other solution is neither. But one or the other is going to happen. That's going to be the thing. So Joe Biden says some shit that's true for people who vote and understand that we have to make a choice between the lesser of two evils. Because at the end of the day... We already had our moment of sunshine. Ain't going to be no other Barack Obama. He gone. And to be honest with you, the people that have a problem with what Joe Biden did are the same people that had a problem more time than not with President Obama was doing because he wasn't black enough. He wasn't a black people. He wasn't doing enough shit. So that candidate's gone. That candidate's not going to happen anytime soon. You'll have a woman of color before you have another black man of color. It's not going to happen. The South will rise. It's not going to happen. So for most people... Who you know? Who vote? And understand we're in a two-party system. If you value people of color, brown, black, Asian, Native American, then you'd know the political party that has at least facially said they support those people and diversity. And you also know the political party that is the party of, you know, racist. Nazis, KKK. Now, I'm not saying that entire party is that way, the Republican Party. I don't, I'm not saying all Republicans are racist by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm saying, literally, almost every racist I've ever heard of thinks they're Republican. That's a problem. So Uncle Joe knows this. Sure, sure, about, sure Barry told him this many a time, Joe. You know, it is what it is. I'm not, not saying they're all racist, but, you know, mm, kind of. Uh, he knows this. And like any white man of a certain age who has, has friends that are black, there's a little too much familiarity. Um, Bill Maher. Bill Maher thinks just because he dated Superhead, he's down and he can take certain liberties and say certain things. Quentin Tarantino, because he's made a few movies with Samuel L. Jackson, some other black folk, Pam Greer, thinks he can just write, in, write, write nigga into every damn script he has. A little too familiar. So Uncle Joe got a little too familiar, shucking and jiving, shooting the shit, had a dice game breakout, decided to say, well, well man, you know, if you, don't, if you don't vote for me, well, you're not black. Full stop. <laughs> Now, B, I'm going to give you your time to, 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 to rail on this because I know you got a lot of shit to say. I don't. 
So, so I'm just going to stop right here and tell you, here's the truth. Right? You know what? King Kuta posted this on his personal Facebook. Everybody pretending like they big mad at Joe Biden when he said, if you don't vote for me, then you're not really black. But I'm sitting here trying to figure out why if you got the, cho- the, the choice of Joe Biden and Democratic Party, which is the most diverse party there is, got minorities every level of it. Matter of fact, it's surprising that an old white man came out of the primary versus the GOP, who only have a few spots of diversity at the very top. And all those people don't seem like people you want to hang out with. Um, and then, the, you know, all races are Republicans, but all, I mean, all Republicans aren't racist, but most races I know say they're Republican. So if you've got two binary choices, I mean, what are we mad about here? We mad he said it? Are we mad that we only have two choices? We don't like that. We mad we wish things were different. Well, they're not. This is where we are. What are we mad about? What are we mad about? That Joe said the fucking truth? Now, there's two things you can do as a, as a fake, woke-ass nigga. You can either vote for Biden or you can vote for Trump. You vote for Trump and, you, and, and you, you're going to get, I don't know, another four years what we have, or what we have right now, another four years. I don't know if that $1,200 stimulus check, what they did for you, don't know, but that's about all you got. Are they going to tell you, oh, employment's up so high for people of color? Okay, well, if you work not one, not two, but three jobs, is employment going up or do you just need more jobs? Anyway, long story short, so these fake woke niggas out there, okay, you're not going to vote for, you're not going to vote for Biden because he said this shit. So what was you going to do? You were going to vote for an independent candidate or were you going to not vote? So if you're going to do either of those two things, well, shit, didn't fucking need you anyway. Here's the deal. Almost every battleground state that was lost during the last election was lost by a, a margin that was lower than the people of color registered voter uh, population. The registered, the registered number of voters of color in almost everyone's battleground states in the last election were more than the number of votes that Trump won each of those battleground states, battleground states. We're talking about electoral college votes. You got to win the electoral college, certain number that is not based on the population. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by 3 million votes. She did not become president because she lost the electoral college, an outdated machine that breaks up votes per capita on states. The battleground states or the states with votes are usually in the middle. Whoever wins those states is going to win the electoral college and become president. So niggas who have a problem with Joe Biden said, I do mean niggas, fake woke niggas. What were you going to do? Is what he said. Is it a lie? Tell me what the lie is. You can't deal with the truth. When Obama was here, he had problems with him. There is not going to be a major political party that is going to really, really take its time to do shit to uplift the black community or the brown community. It's not going to fucking happen. We're not organized enough for that. It's not going to happen. Right. And, you know, it's just, and, and you want to know why it's not going to happen? We have this, uh, this global pandemic. We've given, we've pulled out trillions of dollars out of air. Have we not be? Yeah. 
how much of that would it have taken for any type of uh, reparation scheme you could think of? Not even a full trillion. Even if you went back to just trying to endow some HBCU so people could go there for free. But we just spent a trillion here, a trillion there, like it's nothing. So no, black and brown people won't matter until black and brown people occupy the highest levels of government more than just token. Well, okay. So you're sitting on people who are woke or whatever who disagree with what Biden said. Can I give another perspective? Go for it. Okay. That's all I got. I, I was angry. It's out. Okay, so as many, as many as many of you as many of you listeners know, I don't vote. I think it's a ridiculous practice. I think the whole thing is dumb. I think both systems, both parties are are awful. I don't think they the the political parties serve our needs. So I want to preface it with that. But then I want to say that I think the issue with what Joe Biden said was not necessarily what he said, but the arrogance in the idea of it. So yes, we all know that black people have voted Democratic forever. For a very, very long time. And the arrogance of somebody to say, well, if you don't vote Democrat, then you ain't black. That just puts another stamp on the fact that they know we're not going anywhere. So therefore, there's no reason to do anything. It's almost like, I, I think the question was, what are you going to do for black people? What's the, your, your system? What is your program for black voters? You know, who, who, you know, getting black people to come out and vote. And he, his statement was, before he talked about what he's going to do, what his package is, what his program is for the upliftment of black people. He said, well, first of all, if you're voting for Trump, then you ain't black. See, first, to me, that is some really, really, really arrogant. We're not even talking about racist. We're not going to talk about what the, the mindset is of, of, of his social ideas for where black people are in the chain of command or in the, 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 um, the feeding chain or whatever. I'm talking about just the arrogance of the fact that he feels like there's not there's not really much Democrats have to do because first of all, if you're not voting for Democrat, then you ain't black. It's almost like he's shaming people who you know, like you're he you don't have the right to take away somebody's blackness. Black people just spend all day long talking about why somebody's not black or not. I know this best because I'm mixed, so. I've lived my entire life with black people telling me reasons why I'm not black as them or black enough or whatever. So I've, I've seen that. So for a white but person- I'm glad that hasn't stopped you from continuing to be the great social warrior. And I want to give you thanks and your homeboy Lee Emerit for ensuring that- <laughs> What? I've given away the secret? Sorry. <laughs> All I can do is look at you, man. Whatever. Whatever, man. Uh, it's just, the, it, it was the arrogance. And you know, I don't know about the fake woke people or the woke people who are saying cancel Joe Biden. It's just the arrogance. This is the leading member of the party. This is who you guys put up as the leading member. And he has the arrogance to say that even if I don't give you shit, black people, if you're not, if you're voting for Trump, you ain't black. You don't get to take people's blackness away Joe Biden, if, if I don't think that anybody, I don't think anybody has the ability to take somebody's blackness away. First of all, there's that joke about we're going to take your black card or whatever. That's funny. That's a joke. But Joe Biden is on on a nationally syndicated radio station, and he's has he's claiming that he has the ability to take away people's blackness based off of whether or not they're going to vote for Democrat, even if he hasn't even given a, a plan yet for what he's going to do for black people when he becomes president. I think that the arrogance is what pissed a lot of people off. Again, not me because I don't give a shit. I'm not voting for either one of them but i think that what pissed off a lot of black people was this guy's up here with the arrogance to say 
it doesn't matter what my plan is because if you're not voting for me, then you ain't black. And now let me tell you what I'm going to do for you guys. Hey, I'm going to give you five more dollars and, you know, shut the fuck up. It's almost like whatever he said, it's almost like the company that lays off a bunch of people. And then when somebody comes to talk about raises, they're like, well, hey, man, you could have been laid off. So just be happy you have a job. That's kind of like, you know, you guys could have got Trump. So just be glad, just happy you got a, a Democrat. I just, I don't, that's what the problem is. Joe's not an unknown commodity. He's been the vice president for to the first black president for eight years. Before that, he had about thirty years in service, which is good and bad in the in the in the Senate. Um, so you know, I I I think that he's not an unknown commodity with regards to the kind of policies he will continue. And I'm not really looking for him for any new policies directly because any policies he gets will be from his diverse staff that he, he puts in place. Um, if anything positive came from this is that he's now fucking guaranteed to have to pick a black a female running mate. It's not like going to be Kamala Harris or Susan Rice or uh, what's the name? A representative. Is it Carol Dinning, Dimmings? I like her too. And Mrs. Buttersworth. <laughs> What? <laughs> Miss Buttersworth. She looks yeah. like her. She looks like fucking slavery is what she looks like. Anyway, so but just the other side of the coin, B, I don't know if you remember this. I don't even know if we talked about this. But Donald Trump did the same thing to Jewish people about seven months ago. Said if you not if you don't support me or my policies and you instead go with the Democrats who hate Jews, then how Jewish are you? Something to that effect. So it happens on both sides. The difference is, the where, did, difference where did he is, say? Where did he say it? I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't a tweet. He he literally said it. I, I forgot where it was. It might have been about a year ago. Yeah, but did he say it in one of his press conferences or like? Is yeah, uh, yeah, obviously somebody asked him a question, and, and you know what he does. You know, he he had a script. No, he wasn't reading anything when he said it. So no, yeah, he's no, free ball. I, I, my, the point I'm trying to make was he didn't go say it at a synagogue. He didn't go say it at a Jewish uh, Jewish press conference. Joe Biden's motherfucking ass went to the Breakfast Club, the blackest thing well, you could do, and said it. If Two he black said people. it on any. Traditional media channel B. I get it. You're saying it's, it has a lot of reach, but you don't B, come. Just, to, you don't come no, no, to a B, nigga's house and no, say dig it. Deeper, B. B. I'm just saying if we're really wondering whether or not, you know, people of a certain ethnicity may have been tuned in or have an interest in it, like say black people would at Breakfast Club. I mean, are we really splitting hairs here? No, I just Viacom, think it's clear it's more, channel. I'm, I'm just, just saying. If I say fuck you right now over this podcast, we're not in the same location. But if I come to your house and say fuck you, that's a different fuck you. Nigga, my house ain't the breakfast club. But I'm saying the the breakfast club is black media. That's the number one radio station for black people. No, I mean, radio show for black people. Listen to the breakfast club. I don't, but that's not, I'm not all black people. I'm not even a voter. I'm talking about black people, period. That is the number one media outlet for black people is breakfast club. They get more listens than any other radio station, any other radio show by far. Probably the next three combined don't don't listen, don't com- compare to the e- the amount of ears that listen to the Breakfast Club. It's syndicated in like ten cities now. It's, it's the number one black radio show. Period. Yeah. If I say fuck you in your house, it's different. That's all. He didn't say that. Instead, he did what he said he did. Look, you know, B, you don't gotta co-sign this. I'm not asking you to. Because as you said, B, you're you're mixed. I'm sure you have a, wonderful people on both sides of your family, and I would expect nothing less. Now, for my black ass, I have a different standard for literally almost every white person I see until proven different. 
And that standard is, you know, the one, I've said this many times, the one, the one bite rule for dog, you got the one nigger rule for white people. Every white person I see until proven otherwise, I expect to have it said nigger at least one time. That's without the A. So, you know, what Biden said to me, I mean, that's what men from that generation, they, they think they're dumb. There's nothing worse or more patronizing to a black person who's educated and has knowledge of self and self-worth than to deal with the white liberalism has in their, you know, uppiness and thinking that they have the solution for our people. That's my problem with Elizabeth Warren. That's basically my problem with anyone who has no real direct, clear ties to either working in the struggle with black people or being a social organizer with black and brown people. You know, I, you know, to me, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you have the answer. Right, right. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So Biden didn't. I mean, that's that's what they do. You know, and the reason why Bernie got some attraction with people is because he could say, well, remember back in such and so I was marching there. Because normally that's not the case. Normally you always got some benevolent white person saying they know the answer. I know right. the answer. Right. So, so all that said to say this, President Obama is gone and ain't no nigga like that coming back. So, you know, until there is a not a two party system, this is what black people did uh, b- before 2010. You find the you find you you vote for the person that's going to at least uh, be kind to you to your face, or you're going to vote for the person that says "fuck you" to your face. Understanding that under either the possibility of massive change is small, the possibility of things getting better incrementally, okay, maybe. But the guy that's going to smile in your face. Possibility of things getting better if the guy that says "fuck you," okay, maybe incrementally worse. So there is no choice, and I think at the end of the day, for people who want to vote to change the way things are, they're coming to grips with the fact that we're right back to where we were before President Obama. They're not going to be candidates. They're going to look like you and sound like you and understand what the fuck you went through. At least not in this election cycle. Maybe the next one. Right, which is why it's so important that Biden does not fuck up this VP VP pick. <clears throat> VP pick has to be a black woman of color, a black woman. Right, and that will be the person that could possibly usher in new change. But we'll see. I got one more thing before we get out of here, man. I double- can, I, can I say one more before you finish that? Yeah, I've been trying to listen intently to all the things you've been saying. But this fat thumb looking motherfucker keeps looking at me. We gotta, we gotta be, you gotta reach out to your boy and get a message to fucking Slim. He can't keep on like this. This shit is not okay. I'm worried about his life. The fucking treasure we're gonna lose. I'm gonna take a picture of Cindy TV after we're done. You understand what I'm talking about? It's, it's fucking wild, man. Okay. It's not look well. Sorry. Okay. So uh, I wanted to, I wanted to circle back because I've been thinking about it while we were talking about the politics stuff. I think that. I don't want Usher to go against R. Kelly, even though he's a killer. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say some poignant, cutting edge, nope. you know, <laughs> brash wiggle shit. Nope. And that's why that's why Robert is is that's why Robert was able to make it as long as he did. He didn't do no, he didn't do a goddamn thing we did not know of. We knew this shit. We, we knew about Aaliyah. 
Yeah. We knew about the. You know, we weren't supposed to, but we know about the other case with the sex tape. We know, we knew it was him. Right. We know it was him. Right. The raggedy ass place. We know it was him. Shit, man. We didn't have this entire political thing about the president of the United States. Now this nigga want to go back to not urging our. Proceed, sir. Yes. I'm here for it. All right. So uh, the reason why is because, and you're gonna probably hate this, but I think Usher probably would be better suited to go against Justin Timberlake. I think that's more of a comparable battle. I was going to say Timberlake's solo catalog is not as extensive. You crazy. Whatever. You're crazy. That, that, solo catalog? Let, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's table that till next week and we can talk right. about that next week. But I, I was going to say uh, Chris Brown and Usher, but then I thought about no, Chris Brown would be best to go against Drake. We can table that one too and talk about it next week because I just wanted to go back and say that the person I think... <laughs> God damn. <laughs> the person who I think should go against R. Kelly is Brian McKnight. They're both songwriters. They're both... Singers, they both play a little piano. Brian McKnight plays piano very well. R. Kelly is, can tinker tanker around, so that's why I think it should be Brian McKnight versus R. Kelly. I think it should be hip hop R. Kelly versus ballad R. Kelly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but that's all Let I had. That, that's all I had, man. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, yeah, who knows? The fuck's having an election, but fuck, man. We- <laughs> Can some can we get a tape to Robert? Can we get a sneak in? Can somebody get a get a get a fucking iPhone? Smuggle an iPhone in through the ass to to Cook County Correctional Facilities? Can we can we do that? Can we get him in touch with Timbo and it's, Swiss? It's got to be iPhone SE because iPhones are huge now. Well, either way, man, it's got you know you know you know how I feel about green bubbles, you know. <laughs> right, it's got to be a yeah, it's got to be I Apple mean, device. It's like I you want shit. I, iPad or iPhone? You choose, nigga. What's your ass like? <laughs> I mean, R. Kelly's falling on hard times, but Jesus Christ, he's not Android hard times. <laughs> Fuck, man. Let's get out of Shit, here, man. man. Let's get out of here. All right, man. So no matter what happens going forward, we're going to be here to document it all. I'm sure next week we'll have great things to say about uh, this first. This is about to happen. And we'll also update you seriously on what's going on with uh, the pandemic. And uh, we're going to make it every day just like you are. And until then, you know, No matter what happens, I won't be here. B's going to be here. It's always going to be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white.